are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, final podcast of the week. Also going to be final podcast till we get an actual preseason game that's coming up on Monday. I can't wait. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but big show today. We, we took a bit of a turn with what we covered in yesterday's show, giving you my story of how I ended up here hosting this podcast for all of you. Now we're going to dive back into Pelicans and other related things. A couple of things I want to cover today. First and foremost, we got to revisit some stuff with Anthony Davis, Paul George, LeBron James making comments about AD that are interesting um, to say the least. Then I want to get into the attendance policy that it sounds like we're going to kind of see come out for your New Orleans Pelicans. Are you going to be able to make it into the Smoothie King Center for a game this year or not? And then finally, we're going to wrap up talking about what Zion doesn't want us to talk about. And that's going to be his fitness. But there seems to be a coordinated push and message being sent out regarding all of this. I'll kind of explain what I'm seeing here in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's talk a little bit about Anthony Davis, which to be honest, is not something that I'm excited to do here. I don't, the the way I kind of look at this is, and maybe this comes from me having done this now for 10 years, you kind of die inside a good bit as a fan when you start to do it as a job and doing a podcast five days a week definitely counts as that to some degree. I just don't care. Like, I don't really care a ton of how he forced his way out. I don't really have the typical, like, fan, Pelican fan attitude, even though I'm a fan of the team, of like, screw you, AD, we hate you. I just, I just don't care. Like, I really don't. Like, I was actually genuinely happy for him to go win a title with the Lakers. He got what he wanted. I'm pro player empowerment. I'd say the case for, like, anybody. Like, good for you. You got what you wanted. I also don't care because you're not on the team, and it just doesn't matter to me a ton. I know that's not the the typical thing, but again, it comes with kind of doing this as long. Some of you, it, part of you just dies inside when it comes to it. I don't get as worked up or unworked up or, or excited about wins and losses nearly as much in the past. And it's actually a good thing to have that attitude, I think, particularly for a show like this or anyone in the media to have. You know, when AD was getting ready to force his way out, I kind of told you all it was coming, right? Like you could see it in his comments. You could read between the lines there from also talking to people in his orbit too. And I kind of was like proposing this to you all that like this was going to be ugly. He was going to force his way out. It, there were a number of other media people, you know, fair, unfair here. It's the truth that we're, we're selling you sunshine and rainbows on this when that was not not the case whatsoever. So having me be dead inside, maybe not, not a bad thing when it comes to this stuff. But I want to, I'm bringing him up not to kind of slam him, even though you easily could with some of these comments. It's just, I think these are revealing and kind of interesting. And I don't, I saw these clips on, on um, Twitter. I didn't care enough to watch the whole shows that they came from. One looked like it was with Richard Jefferson um, talking to LeBron James. So I'm assuming on some sort of podcast there where LeBron basically said, you know, yeah, the difference between Anthony Davis this year and then his time with the Pelicans was if he got hurt, he was going to go back in the game and he wasn't just going to sit out and kind of take his little injury and go home. And it represents a difference in a mentality for him. I think it's not a good look for AD. You know, people tried to defend him here and be like, he's not injury prone. These injuries happen like what have you. And he like, he's tough. It's not that he's not tough. It's just an injury. What are you supposed to do? And the way that 
LeBron James states it means that it, it seems like he could have come back into some of these games, questionable to return, right? And then he wouldn't return. That was like the joke. And he never came back in a lot of those games and just sat him out. And it just kind of makes you feel like his heart was just never here, that he could have been so much better. But for whatever reason, he didn't like it here. He didn't like the team. He didn't trust Dell Demps. Yeah. Um, that that played a big fart, uh, fart fault in him not giving his all. But now with the Lakers, with LeBron James, with the team he wants to be on, he does go and give his all. And it's a bit of a slap in the face across Pelicans fans. I definitely think that. And tells you a lot about him as a person, as a player. You know, you could slam him for that very easily, Pelicans fans. And, you know, if you ever felt negative feelings about Anthony Davis, you sure as hell can feel justified in those right now, even if I don't. These are this is not a good look. The other one comes from Paul George, where I say it was on Matt Barnes and someone else. And so I'm assuming it's another podcast. He was talking about some of his time with Indiana. And he had told a story before of his time, before his time came to an end with Indiana, he had recruited a big name player to come play with him in on the Pacers. And the guy was like, yes, I want to go and play there. Then he went to their front office and they're like, we can't do that. We're a small market team. It doesn't work. And they didn't trade for him. And that was basically the beginning of the end for Paul George in Indiana. Okay, cool. We'd assumed it was Blake Griffin with an outside shot. And I even think I talked about it here on the show of it being Anthony Davis. Well, he straight up said, on this thing that it was Anthony Davis, that he had recruited him to come and try and play there even after, even after the pellet. So the story was, I go to the all-star game in new Orleans. I get my agent there. I talk to the Indiana Pacers. We talk about, you know, I'm the guy, they're not chopping me, blah, blah, blah. You know, I assume this is, and I think it is the all-star game in 2017, the emergency one they needed to do after they took it away from Charlotte. So this is at basically the same time that the Pelicans trade for DeMarcus Cousins. Season doesn't go great, but they start next season. They ended up being pretty good, and that was the year the team made the playoffs and swept Portland, and Boogie got hurt. But it sounds like during that time is when Paul George, the next season, that he got Anthony Davis to say, like, yeah, I want to come play with you in Indiana after the Pelicans had already traded for DeMarcus Cousins. Basically shows you that just A.D., did not want to be here whatsoever. You could get into the stuff with him and Boogie. Were there issues? Were there not? None of that stuff doesn't it matters. You know, the Pelicans were in a no-win situation with Anthony Davis. There was no way he was ever going to resign here. I think that is clear as day now. And this goes back years. It goes back to 2017. Probably even before that. And... The Pels were just in a no-win situation. Just tells you a lot about Anthony Davis. Not even willing to entertain it when the team made the playoffs. They were good. They did everything they could to try and appease him by getting DeMarcus Cousins. All of that stuff. Just a no-win situation. Tells you a lot about Anthony Davis, right? Like, that's my big takeaway from this. Just tells you a lot about Anthony Davis. And while I don't care for all the pettiness and all of that stuff... Anything you guys have felt about AD since he's left and the way that kind of all worked. Yeah, you hear these comments and you were totally justified in thinking all of those thoughts and having all of those feelings. Coming up, we'll take a look at the attendance stuff for the Pelicans. Are you going to be able to be there on opening night? What about any point during the season? We have an update somewhat on that and we'll give you the latest on what that is coming up here on Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to all that, today's show is brought to you by Built Go. You've got a wall. You've got to break it through. Whether it's me doing prep for the show, whether it's me getting ready for another Zoom meeting, whether it's maybe just putting up the Christmas decorations around my house, which I'm not looking forward to doing either. Sometimes you've got a wall and you've just got to break through it. And you can do that 
Better than ever with Built Go. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, except the energy is not fake. It's lasting and it is natural. These are easy to take one and a half ounce energy gel packages. You can throw it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever or your golf bag to power through the back nine. Built Go is basically the best workout gel out there on the market. It's like five hour energy without the same crash feeling or drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut chocolate mint i've tried these in the morning basically as a replacement for coffee to maybe get away from some caffeine and try and cut down a little bit they work you feel pretty good about these they taste good too which is most important belt go combines energy gel with collagen protein and that collagen protein is fast absorbing so it's going to get into your system fast and it's loaded with good stuff to ignite your work that collagen gel by the way promotes joint soft tissue hair and skin health this stuff literally makes you look better if you want to give it a try go to builtgo.com you Use promo code LOCKED and you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. So coming up on Monday, game day preview. We haven't done one of these in a while. Even if it's a preseason game, it's exciting. The Pelicans play real meaningful basketball. We'll give you guys a guide on what to expect in the game Monday night uh, and what I'm going to be watching for as well. So make sure you tune into the Monday edition of Locked on Pelicans. We got an update from the city on the Saints attendance plan. They're kind of rolling back some of the fans that they had in stands there um, due to surge in coronavirus cases, all of that stuff. I'm not going to get into all the, the specifics and some of that stuff here. And it doesn't matter whether you think it's right or not. That, that has no place for this discussion today. Basically, it is what it is. They also talked about the Pelicans now that their season is starting. And it sounds like Pelicans are going to be allowed fans at games. This year, And we kind of expected that given that the Saints had had fans, but we knew it was going to be a really limited number. Well, that limited number right now is going to be 750 to 800 people, at least for the opener. And they hope to ramp that up as time goes on. I've spoken to ticket reps before about this a little bit of what would next season look like. I don't have specifics on anything, but yes, there are fans. I'm sure it'll be kind of rotating. If you have season tickets, you're probably going to get some games and that's about it. And it's basically everyone's kind of on a partial season ticket plan this year. I also kind of assume that people who have floor seats and all of that, where you're not going to even be allowed to sit this year, will probably be able to make more games than others, which yeah, if you're paying 10 grand a ticket, no problem with that. It's nice that this will be one of the few places I think this season that you're going to be able to have fans in attendance. I don't know how this is going to work in a place like California where the restrictions are stricter. You know, certainly I can't see the Lakers, the Clippers, the Golden State Warriors, Sacramento Kings really having fans in their arenas at all this year. Um, as we kind of look at how things are going, though that may change. Uh, but it's kind of one of those things. If you want to go and support the team, you're going to be able to do it. There will certainly be restrictions on how you've got to do that in place, but there will be fans in stands. I don't think either way it's going to make a huge difference, but as we saw in the bubble, you've got to rely on your bench to create a lot of the energy for your team. And even with 750 fans in that you know, 16, 17, 18,000 person arena, it's not going to really make a whole big difference. Home court advantage is more about getting to sleep in your own bed this season than it will be fans and the noise and being able to kind of feed off of that energy. So the Smoothie King Center, though, still having some there is better than none, right? And it'll definitely be a unique experience if you feel safe and comfortable and are, you know choose to go and are chosen to go um, this season. 
So you'll be able to watch the team in person. And look, this is important because there's still the dispute between um, Sinclair, which owns Fox Sports, and all of the streaming services. Basically, you can only get the team on Cox and I guess DirecTV. I'm not even sure if they have it on DirecTV. But if you used Hulu, YouTube, or any of those streaming services, you can't watch the Pels right now, or at least legally. And thank you to everyone who who messaged me like, oh, I have a solution. We're not going to promote illegal things here, but I'm aware of, of all options. Um, and so, you know, I think it's one of those things where fans need to kind of go and watch the team um, because you're you're not going to be able to do it at home. So it's nice to see that the Pelicans are trying to work with the city and are kind of in, as David Griffin says, lockstep with them the entirety of the way. So there will be fans there somewhere. I don't know if you will be able to buy single game tickets to this. I wonder if this will be a season ticket holder only thing this year, which I could see it being given how many there are and clearly how restrictive things are going to be. Um, usually in general, what they have about 10,000 equivalent season ticket holders uh, with everything, 750 people. So less than a 10th of that is very limiting. I don't know how quite this is going to work. It's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be just a weird year, but Smoothie King Center, the blender going to be a little bit less intimidating for opponents next season, I guess. All right, coming up here next on Lockdown Pelicans, Zion and his conditioning and all of that. There's clearly a message coming here from Pelicans camp, and I'll explain what it is, what I'm seeing, and why it's actually probably a really good thing coming up here in the next segment of Lockdown Pelicans. The wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here, and the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. That's on Monday. Get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including me. Plus, waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Zion, fitness, conditioning, game shape, weight, overweight, I guess, too. We've talked about all that stuff with Zion. We've done it here, and that seems to be the national narrative around him. And look, that narrative is around him instead of his play on the court because he only played in 24 games last season. That's a big, big part of it. Also, he looked pretty bad at times in the bubble when he came back after, you know, after leaving the bubble and coming back. Things did not look good. Didn't look like his best self. He was on a minutes restriction throughout the year, playing in bursts quote unquote, you know, that's not, you know, when the, when those restrictions and limitations and stuff like that are around you, like, yeah, people are going to question all of that other stuff. And when you only play 24 games, it's easier to talk about how, you know, why you didn't play versus you playing. And even if, you know, part of it was the season was shortened, but he missed, I think it was 42 games. So he could have only played 40 less than half the year. That's going to change kind of the way the narrative is. It makes sense. I don't think it's necessarily incorrect. But it clearly seems to have bothered Zion. I think you can clearly see he's kind of annoyed with this, that this is what people talk about with him versus anything else, right? Versus his on-the-court play and how good he looked. And we can you know, bring up his numbers. We know how good he was last year. He was dominant. And now he's only going to be even better this year. But I like the fact that he's annoyed with this. And the reason you can tell he's annoyed with this is everyone is clearly talking about the shape he's in and how good he looks and how he's going to be a dominant player, how he's going to be used differently, um, even having sets drawn up for him at the top of the three-point line, all of that stuff using him as a ball handler. The talk is trying to put some of that stuff to rest. You heard JJ Redick say it. You've heard other guys in their interview say it. Niccolo Melli said it um, very clearly the other day. Stan Van Gundy, David Griffin. It seems like a kind of coordinated push in a way to kind of bury and kill this narrative. 
And if Zion's pissed off about it and they're doing this because he's annoyed by it, I dig it. Anything that motivates him a little bit more, right? I was on a show recently, and I've said it here, that you know the way he becomes a dominant player is not improving on anything else. It's just realizing you are a professional and needing to take care of your body, keeping it in the best shape and condition possible, like LeBron does spending all that money to play at such a high level at his age. And if Zion learns that and does that, and maybe he starts doing it because he's pissed off at people talking about it all the time, well then, that is how you become a top five player in the NBA. And look, ESPN thinks very highly and thinks he can get there given where he's ranked already. I love that he is furious about all of this. I love it. Anything that motivates him more to kind of put this all to rest and to bed, I think is a good thing and only great for his development. That is the most important thing that I see with him over anything else. I don't care about a handle. I don't care about a shot. Take care of your body. Do all those things that you need to do to make you the best professional you can be. And a lot of it is not on the basketball court stuff. So if he's motivated because he's pissed off and the Pelicans want to try and make things a little bit better, oh, hell yeah, sign me up for that. That if that's the type of Zion we're going to see this year, he's going to be an all-star. He's going to be a really, really good player and better than he was last year. And that's what we want. So I'm excited that there's this kind of coordinated push trying to kill this narrative off. Now, the narrative won't go away until we see him out there and until he does it consistently. That's also the only way that it's going to go. You know, that's the only way that this gets put to rest. You got to prove it because you only played 24 games last year. But if that motivates him, I dig it. I like that more motivation for this team to be better next season because they weren't good last. And that's what we want to see out of Zion Williamson. All right, that's going to do it for the, the for what day is the week? Friday edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Go check out Built Go over at BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off your next order. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all Monday for a game day. I'm excited.